The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. All right. Juan, so what's up, man? You are a great Twitter follow. I know we've been following it the other for a few months now, I think, but uh, I know you're big into the podcast game also. So I was curious, how did you get into what everything that you're doing? Sure. So first and foremost, uh, thank you for, for having me on your show. It's it's truly an honor to be here. Uh, it's only my second uh, non-network uh, or, you know, outside, uh, out you know, podcast that, uh, that I haven't... Uh, that I've been on. So it's really interesting to be the one getting the one, you know, interviewed and not the other way around. But yeah, so my, you know, my podcasting journey started back in 2019. Uh, it was in October and I was actually driving to the grocery store and I just started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I, I finally, like I moved out of my parents' house. I, I had finished school. Um, I have a big interest in like history and, and politics and sports and all that. So why not start a podcast on this stuff, you know? And I got together with one of my buddies and we, uh, we started a podcast and then eventually we, you know, we joined the network and that, you know, that just kind of not, it didn't work out. So then, you know, after, after about, I want to say it was probably the summer of, of 2020, um, and then into 2021, and uh, you know, March came around, and I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna start my own network. Start my own network of podcasts, and you know, by like mid-April or early April, uh, we had said, yeah, let's let's get this lounge room network going. And so my uh, my friend uh, my friend Rhino and uh, and I launched this and. You know, we've we've kind of been I've been kind of leading this thing now for about what is it four five months now I think April May June July four months, so here we are. You know, I I not only have my own podcast, but I also now have I think it's like thirteen or fourteen other pods on our network that we have. So we're growing, and it's it's just been it's kind of a dream come true. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I love that. I love like learning about other people and what they've been doing too. Because like I've said this a million times, but I'll just tell you, I um I got into it super randomly. I, I used to just do the writing stuff, and then mm -hmm. I decided you know I'd be cool to do podcasting. And yeah, I just over the last year I've been uh, just trying to talk with as many people and like kind of either affiliated directly with sports or at least in some way connected with sports like yourself or. And uh, I had like Dan Shulman last year, for instance, mm -hmm. so just different people all over the place. So it's been really cool to network and talk and find out other people's journeys and, you know, talk sports, but also learn about what they did to get to where they are or see what I can do to maybe not mimic, but, you know, pick up other ideas from what other people are doing. So it's really cool to hear how you got started. Yeah, it was it was truly a, you know, I, I definitely I'll tell you this, you know, I I did not expect to get to this point. Right. You know, when I first started, I said, it's going to be a little podcast, probably get 100 followers on, on Twitter. If that I mean, it's this is going to be a very, very small scale operational thing. You know, I wasn't expecting to to be the, the president of a whole entire network. Now, in 2021, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm 26 years old. I live by myself with my two cats. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you just don't, you, you don't expect those things, you know, you, they're just, it's just stuff that happens. And, 
you know, the opportunity was there and we, you know, I took a chance with it and um, my, my friend Rhino did too. And, you know, here we are now five months in almost. What would you say your secret is, or I guess maybe what do you know now that you wish you did four or five months ago? <laughs> if you want, you don't, you don't have to unveil the curtain. But no, 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 no. I, that's a good, that's a, that's a good question. I would, I would say accountability. Honestly, you know, accountability, I think is, and, and, and transparency. I, you know, the, I have, I have my flaws, right? Just like everyone else does. And, and I, I'm not afraid to admit that. And, you know, I think what I can say is, especially in, in the role that I have, right. And as, as the president of this network is having a sense of accountability when, when, when you, or when I mess up on something or when I screw up on something, you know, just being able to, being able to take a step back and say, you know what, I, I could have done this differently. Obviously I didn't do it the right way the first time. Let me, obviously, number one, I'm going to say, yes, I, I accept fault for my mistake. Step two, how are we going to, uh, how are we going to fix that mistake or how are we going to find a different way of, of, of handling a situation? Right. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, being professional, but yet also having that persona, um, you know, so that your guys can can come to you and they can know, right? Juan, uh, he can he can offer a sense of direction and be serious, but also he can be laid back and chill and and you know crack some jokes with us. So just having that having that equilibrium is is crucial to leading a, a, a successful network and professionalism too. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I totally mm-hmm. get that. I do like. Like I do this thing by myself, but then I'm part of another podcast. So uh, yeah, I get that teamwork, accountability. Right. Um, yeah, definitely get that. So that's really cool to hear. Now we'll talk some baseball. Uh, I, I know you're a Sox fan. I see the Sox hat. Yep. I, I like the poster in the background, even though Bias isn't there anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know Bias and Tim <laughs> Anderson. So you know I respect it. Yeah. So I know that they lost the series to the Rays, but they're they're cruising to the playoffs. They're running away with the Central. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about the White Sox today, right now? You know, there there was a there was an interesting tweet that was put out earlier this afternoon, I believe, by NB, by White Sox Talk, uh, NBC Sports Chicago affiliate down there. Um, the tweet read, "This is your reminder that the the White Sox have not played at full strength at all in 2021." You know. That, that is a very, very important thing to note in this whole season right now. The White Sox have not played to their fullest potential yet. We have guys that are still out or who are not all there yet, right? Example, Yasmani Grandal is still on rehab assignment right now, I believe, with the Knights, the Charlotte Knights down in, in, in North Carolina. Once he comes back, this team will be, I think, significantly better. Not again. Not, I'm not saying that Sabi Zavala hasn't been amazing. I know I was just last night. I was calling for the city of Chicago to build a statue because uh, I saw he hit another home run. I love Sabi Zavala. I really do. Uh, but this this team is this team is capable. They they are. They they have it. They have it. Um, they the Sox can make it. I don't know if they would make it all the way to the World Series, but I think they can come awfully darn close to getting to the the championship game. I mean, it's just that's kind of where we're at with this team. Now, the, the White Sox have overcome a lot of difficulties in the season, right? Even just before with, with the hiring of Tony La Russa 
and the scrutiny that was kind of going around that hire and the questions that were raised about whether or not Tony would be able to, uh, you know, to vibe with the younger players on the team, you know, your Tim Anderson's, your Roberts, um, uh, you know, Aloy Jimenez out, you know, out there, obviously a very young team, but it seems that the White Sox were able to overcome that, right? You know, we, we've seen all of the, uh, you know, all the pictures and, and the way that Tony La Russa talks about the guys and the way that, you know, Tim Anderson has answered questions about La Russa and his character. So, you know, that, that was one, that was one thing that the team was over to, was able to overcome and they've able to overcome the injuries too, at least up until this point, you know, with all the guys who, who were brought up, you know, Andrew Vaughn and, and uh, Jake Lamb and, and, and all that. So, I think the Sox are okay right now. We're good. Yes, we lost against we lost a series against the Rays. It was not a pretty it was not a pretty series by any means. But I think we need to as Sox fans, right, instead of overreacting, we just have to realize where we're at and where we can be once we get the team back to full strength. Yeah, that was a perfect segue because my next my next question was kind of a two-parter because I was going to ask you if you were concerned with the fact that they, they seem to struggle with winning teams, but mm-hmm. the very next thing I was going to mention was, but you're probably looking at it as you just alluded to that, hey, this team is getting healthy. Like they're cruising right. through the playoffs, but they're getting healthy. So mm-hmm. like you said, they've had key parts out, Eloy, Luis Robert, mm-hmm. whoever. I mean, so... Yeah, on the one hand, you can look and say, uh, yeah, they've struggled against the Yankees or that one series against Houston or Tampa Bay. But then it's also like, hey, once you get to October, anything is possible. I mean, look at teams like the Yankees right now. They were looking awful a month ago, and then Mm -hmm. they get on a a hot streak. So, yeah, once the White Sox get guys back, it's going to be a whole new ballgame, basically, Mm -hmm. or you, you would think. Right, right. And, and, you know, that's kind of the expectation that I have right now as a Sox fan, right, is, you know, once once we get this team back up into full running, uh, full capacity, uh, you know, full steam ahead style uh, of, of play, um, especially as we enter the month of September now, you know, we're, we're getting the crunch time, you know, the Sox right now, I believe they're up, I think they hold like a 10 and a half game lead in the AL Central, if I'm not mistaken. We, we need Grindall back. You know, we, we, Grandal is the missing piece right now, I think. Um, you know, some of these guys, uh, Tim Anderson, you know, he, he was out, I think, today uh, due to a, uh, you know, he was getting rest. Um, you know, Jose Abreu uh, today, I was, I was, I, I was kind of tuning in and out, but of the game, I wasn't able to sit down and watch it all. But, you know, it, it, it almost seems like Jose Abreu was a little tired uh, at times today as well, just kind of what I was hearing from. A lot of botched plays over at first base and and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's been a stretch. You know, it's been the Yankees, and, and now we got the Rays, and I believe uh, Toronto's coming Toronto, up as well. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's been this has been a this has been a hell of a of a two weeks now. Ever since the Field of Dreams game, a few you know a few a few weeks back, I think I think I think we'll be fine now. I'm I'm confident and. I'm confident that that the Sox can pull through, and you know we'll we'll be able to have a little more success, I think, than our our North Side rivals up on up at Addison and Clark. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's ugly on that side of yes, town, yes. but uh, yeah, you know, at least they have 16, and they had a couple of years after that, and then it was just like, all right, it's time to to reset. And they probably, mm-hmm. I was a proponent of uh, 
doing a, a reset in 19 when they instead got Castellanos, which was mm-hmm. which was great. But uh, that doesn't do too well when you let Castellanos go and you don't want to spend money or, you know, we all know how that went. But um, right. <laughs> so with, 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 with the uh, with the White Sox, uh, what's the uh, what surprises you the most about that team in terms of how they are, where they are? Maybe it's the injuries because of guys that they lost. But like, I don't know about you. I was really surprised with how effective and I mean, Lance Lynn's a Cy Young candidate. So did you expect that when they made that trade? Did you expect that kind of Lance Lynn? You know, I, I really didn't. And the other surprise, actually, I was just about to mention the, the pitching. Beside the pitching, or, or Lance Lynn as, as a pitcher, I was not expecting Carlos Rodon to be as excellent and elite as he is. Um, obviously, he's not playing right now due to, due to a, a minor injury. But... You know, after everything that he went through, uh, the, the the severe injury that he had, which required surgery, I think it was Tommy John, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, for, for him to come back and to have the 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 elite season that he's having right now, you know, throwing the the no hitter, you you can't like you know you're you're left speechless as a Sox fan. You're you're left speechless because you have these amazing candidates. Right in in Lance Lynn, in in Carlos Rodon as potential candidates for for you know the the CY Young Award in the AL. Now, I will also I will also compliment the the perseverance of the rest of the Sox team in being able to get where they're at despite those injuries, which I know you just brought up, and just alluded to as well. Uh, how many teams? How many teams would be able to do that? You know, if you actually sit down and look at the entire MLB. How many teams would be able to come back from or, or to have a, an amazing season like the Sox are having right now, losing your, your center fielder, your left fielder, and then, you know, some some pitchers and, and you know, losing your catcher. And then, like, like, wh- like where, where do you see that? You don't. Like, you just don't. So just the perseverance of, of this team and, and, and the showing the grit that they have, you know, the desire to win. To win it all, or to get as far as they can, my I tip my cap to the the entire uh, you know the Sox the Sox training staff and 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 Tony Larusa and all the players down there. They they just they're doing excellent. Yeah, I was curious with with uh, Tony Larusa. How would you rate him this year? Where were you when they when they brought him on as a manager at the beginning of the year, and to where they are now, and some of the hiccups? Where where do you kind of uh, grade yeah, him? Sure. So I kept a very open mind. When, when I heard about the hiring, uh, kept an open mind. Obviously, we know what you know he went through with uh, you know the DUI situation and, and some of his, his criminal past and uh, you know in, in that regard. I, I'm one of those people who is you know for giving second chances to people who, who obviously warrants it, uh, regardless of who you are. So I was very open-minded about it. I said, all right, you know he obviously he has, has admitted to his problem. He has paid back his due to society. Let's give it a chance. So, you know, I started the season. I was like, all right, you know, we'll see where we're, see where we're, we're at here. I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, a 70-plus win season. Obviously, that was not where I was expecting this this this, uh, this season to go, but it happened. Um, and then back in May, of course, we had the incident with uh, – um, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on his name right now uh, – uh, your mean Mercedes, right? Your mean Mercedes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I, you know, up at Target Field where 
basically was throwing him under the bus and they were playing the series against the twins and you know he's out there hitting home runs and it's like a 20 to nothing or whatever 15 to 2 3 whatever the score was that that was a that was a big step back for me when that happened i said you know this is really the first issue right that the the Sox have had with a player on a team in this case you know mercedes and the way that larusa handled it was well i'm just going to throw my player under the bus and just hope that you know, whatever happens, happens, right? Like, obviously, he got slaughtered for it on social media and by White Sox, uh, you know, by, by talking heads right on the south side. And I did lose some respect for him after that. But then it just started to, it started to look like he, whenever there was an incident post, you know, Jermaine Mercedes in May, you would see Tony La Russa going out there and standing up for his guys, Right. We saw it in Milwaukee when Tim Anderson got ejected. I mean, Tony La Russa was out there, you know, having words with them too, the um, the umpire. Uh, I think it was a few, I think it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when when t- uh, when Jose Abreu got hit. Yeah, yeah. And you saw, you know, that you got all those memes of Tony La Russa running out there <laughs> to the first, you know, excellent stuff. I mean, it's, it's gradually getting better. I have respect for La Russa. <laughs> yeah, you know, and were you kind of thinking at the, you know, before the season, were you thinking that they were going to hire like an AJ Hinch or did you have any guys in mind that you would have either liked to have seen going back before LaRusso or did you really think like, I don't know, maybe AJ Hinch or whoever, I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, um, I wasn't really following the hiring process as closely as I should have. Um, I just kind of said, you know, whoever it is, Whoever it is, well, you know, I'll investigate once it once uh, I'll do my research once that person or candidate is hired, and let's just see what happens. And, and in this case, it was Larusa, and obviously, we all know what he has done and, and his achievements. And you know, here here we are now. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's on me. I should have I should have researched that uh, the 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 candidacies a little bit more, but I didn't. So, well, <laughs> I th- I thought AJ Hinch was like kind of the ob- not not necessarily the obvious choice to be the guy but just the one guy that came to mind that was just mm-hmm. out there but i mean with his past with houston and everything that happened there i can see right. why some people may not have wanted that mm-hmm. but uh i i just was surprised i think most people were with Larusa, but uh yeah i mean whether it's i know some people don't necessarily give the credit to Larusa, even though you know, the team is in first place doing what they're doing and all that. But um, I think even a, a, aside from LaRusa, obviously Rick Hahn has put together a great roster. Yes. Uh, I, the rebuild is just looks really good. I mean, it's obviously you want to see them. They have to cash it in and go all the way, whether it's this year or next year or whatever. But the team is definitely, you know, you've seen it. Last year was kind of that first step. And then mm-hmm. this year they're cruising towards the playoffs. Were you saying that? You weren't expecting, like, what was your expectations for this team this season in terms of where they might finish? You know, I, I was, I was, I was willing to accept a a five hundred uh, season. Honestly, I think, I think that would have been acceptable, or just a little bit underneath under five hundred. Um, obviously, you know, the Twins have been destroying us <laughs> the past few years in the AL Central. Cleveland, you know, they've had their, they've had their ups and downs too, but. I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, uh, 
a season where, oh, you know, the Sox right now are up 11 games in the in the AL Central, and it's like the first time and since, you know, whatever year. That was definitely not where, where I thought we were going to go uh, this, this season. Now, I also wasn't expecting, you know, us to steal or to get Ryan Tapera and Craig, Kem- or, you know, Kimbrell from, from the north side either. Uh, th- those were those were shockers to me too. I was like, all right, you know, just keep sending them on down the red line. You know, just bring them on down. Uh, <laughs> getting Hernandez too from from the Indians. So, man, it's been a season of surprises. You know, I haven't been this excited as a Sox fan in, in years. You know, I I really do. You know, I I I troll on Twitter. I really do. I like to troll Cubs fans on 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 social media. But, you know, I, I would like everyone to know that I truly do try to stay humble uh, <laughs> about my sports fandoms. And it just happens to be that right now it is the Sox who are doing good. And hopefully the Bears can do well, too, someday, but uh, in the near future. But right now it's the White Sox and I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay hype about it, but also be cautiously uh, optimistic as well. So. Uh, I, I see the friendly trolling, but you've always got that the smiling, crying emoji. So I know yes. it's all it's, 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 it's all a joke. I get it. Like I do yes. the same thing. So <laughs> that emoji is like that's all me. Like I do that emoji all the time for everything. So I yeah. I relate. But yeah, talking about uh, I was gonna ask you too about that Kimbrel trade. So how how surprised were you? Because I thought you know we were, we were hearing Kimbrel like Dodgers or Giants maybe, and then. Now, we know, I mean, at least one of the reasons it sounds like was kind of personal in terms of with his daughter and uh, keeping him in town, which was really cool that it would work out that way. But, yeah, right. him and Tapera get to go across the town, play for a contender. Uh, what did you think about that trade in terms of getting Kimbrel, but Nick Madrigal and Cody Hoyer going the other way? Yeah, so Cody Hoyer and Madrigal, I mean – Obviously, you know, <laughs> Nicky two strikes as as we we call him out on the south side. He, you know, he, he's a good kid. Uh, he's obviously he's injured right now as well. He's on the IL, but he he he's a good kid, a lot of potential. Um, I you know I wish him nothing but the best up on on the north side. You know, with you guys uh, as a Cubs player, uh, Cody Hoyer. I mean, you know, he was he was one of our relievers. He. I, I honestly wish you guys would have taken Garrett Crochet from us instead, <laughs> instead of, and then, you know, Nick, uh, Nick Madrigal would have stayed with us, but it's, it is what it is. It's fine. Uh, that day that it was announced that Craig and uh, Ryan Tapera were coming down to the South side, it was a Friday afternoon and I was sitting at my office and I, I quite frankly, I was very shocked. I was absolutely not expecting, um, I wasn't expecting a crosstown trade of two pitchers. Um, I, I wasn't, that really wasn't something that had crossed my mind. Uh, quite frankly, I thought we were going to get Chris Bryant on the South side because that had been the, the big, uh, you know, the big hype, right. For the South, for the Sox. Oh, you know, Bryant to the South side, Bryant to the South side. I was like, you know what, if it happens, it happens, I guess, you know, I, I know we've got Mankata, but you know, it's whatever, but in any case, in any case. I was I was I was genuinely shocked when it happened, and I know my fellow Cub fans up on the north side were very very shocked because <laughs> you guys lost two. I mean, you guys lost two of your best. I mean, Craig Kimbrell is is fantastic, and uh, you know Ryan Tapera, he's a very talented man, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it was just I was I was just starstruck when when we got it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll take him, but. <laughs> Great pickups for the Sox. And do you, 
I mean, it's a good problem to have when you have two basically two all star closers in your bullpen. But would you could like would you rather it be, I guess, whichever guy in that situation that presents itself, or would you rather have it be a set guy, or would you rather be Kimbrel, or vice versa with Hendricks? That's a good question. You know, I I. Uh... I'm going to be very sincere with you. I, at this very moment, I do not have an answer for that question because both Liam Hendricks and Ryan Tapera are obviously excellent at what they do. Liam Hendricks goes out there and he just kills it. You know, he, he knows how to close the game. If it's, you know, if it's a one score game, you know, he'll go out there and get the job done. Um, I, uh, to be quite honest with you, I have no, I have no real concerns with our with our closers right now. It's actually our starters that I'm having a little bit more of a concern with, uh, in particular with Dallas Keuchel. Um, he has been struggling for us, and it's not good. You know, he's just been very, very inconsistent. And I, I, I do realize, you know, just watch, just in watching him these past few seasons now, you know, he, you know, is his, is his time as a pitcher coming up? I mean, is it, is it starting to wrap up here? I, I don't know. But... He, there's just not a day when he's up there on the mound that I can say with full, uh, with full objection, oh, today we're going to win this game. Today he's going to do this. He's going to do this, 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 you know, he's just very, very inconsistent. And that's the one thing I don't like about Dallas Keuchel. Um, Dylan Cease has obviously been somewhat of an issue now too. Uh, but I think that with, uh, with with uh, with Carlos Rodon coming back, you know, and, and having him in the rotation, you know, I don't know what, how Tony is gonna start maybe flexing some of those people, those, those guys around, but we'll see. But yeah, between the Kim, the original question of of Kimbrel and and Tapera, I don't know, dude. I, I don't I don't have a, I don't have any comment on that just yet. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one. They're they're both really good, you know. <laughs> whether it's whether it's you know. Eighth inning, seventh, eighth, ninth, whichever guy can get those three outs, that's all, that's all that matters. Yes. But uh, yes. I know there's been some times in which I guess Larusa pulled Kimbrel, or uh, you know they had Hendricks out there kind of struggling, and people were like, "You have Kimbrel, or why did you pull Kimbrel, or you know right, whatever." Right. But they'll be fine. They'll figure it mm-hmm. out. They'll figure out the right uh, ingredients for success. Really, when it matters in October, I'm sure. And you know, you know, the last few years in the in the playoffs in baseball, we've seen these short these uh these games in which it's a bullpen game almost from like the fifth inning on. So at that mm-hmm. point, it's all matchups anyway. Right. Yeah, and that's what makes the games like really special too, is because you get to see such you know such a talented group of guys going out there and and working their magic, which is you know pitching this baseball out to the hitter. Um, just some of those. Just amazing, amazing pitching matches that you get in, uh, you know, the playoffs and and just playoff baseball and in 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 the World Series. Ultimately, it's just it's awesome to see. So going back to uh, when I was asking or kind of mentioning the part about the Sox, their record against um, winning teams, I mm-hmm. found this Chuck Garfine tweet from a few days ago. But he was basically at the time the Sox were eighteen and twenty one against teams over five hundred, and he was like, "Will it will it matter in the playoffs? Probably not." And then he had this great stat of the previous World Series champs, the 01 Diamondbacks, the 02 Angels, 06 Cardinals, 08 Phillies, the 10 and 14 Giants, and the 19 Nationals. All those teams were under 500 against winning teams, except the Nats and 19, who are 500. So it just goes to show you, yeah, of course you want to beat the good teams and prove all that, but when it gets down to October, it's not going to matter. I mean, look at the Giants. Those are teams that would 
win the wild card each year and then go on this crazy run. So it's like, yeah, of course, it's easy to want to say, yeah, I wish we could beat this team or do this, but you're up 10 in the uh, central or whatever it is. It's you're good. Like you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I think beating be, one of the things about obviously beating teams over 500, right. Is there, it's a morale booster more, yeah, more than anything. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you want to obviously make sure you're, you know, that you're satisfying your fan base and, right. uh, you know, you always have those people who are like, Oh, well, you know, they, the, the, the white Sox, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, they're, they're not, beating these these excellent elite teams you know we, we have to start panicking and everything just has to you know have to burn all the you know burn the building down burn it all down you know send la Russa into the sun and it, it's just it, as, a, as a fan base can we can we express concern yes but i think that's overreact right i think that's where we start to we have to start drawing a line of okay like what is just general concern versus what are just delusional takes that we're just going to start spewing out because our team can't be the, you know, we can't beat the freaking uh, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, right, in a weekend series. It, is it upsetting? Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll, it, it angers me, right? It angers me that this team is like, you guys really are, you guys really can't beat the Rays? Like, you guys can't beat at least one game? Like, uh, yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll, I'll get pissed. But again, where, where do you draw that line? Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I, it's like Twitter, you know, I, uh, I'm trying to think back to when I was still giving the the Cubs the benefit of the doubt in like Mm -hmm. 18, for instance, it was like, all right, it's fine. Like it's not ideal, but they've been here, they've done this. And then, and then after a while I was like, all right, okay, this is, this is ridiculous, but um, yeah, I think sometimes I give too much credit maybe. And some play, uh, some fans are like, yeah, we should have done this sooner. And it's like in retrospect. Yeah. But at the time, why would you have thought that would have been the right way to go about something? Yeah. You you armchair, armchair GMs just are, are, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but exactly. (laughs) That's where the mute button comes in. No, exactly. uh, Exactly. (laughs) Just, just a few more things, but uh, I was curious too. So, uh, are you also a Brewers fan? Because I know I've seen some tweets, and I know you're all about that White Sox Brewers matchup. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I'm gonna clear. I'm gonna clear the air right now on this podcast. I I was born in Illinois. All right, I was born in a suburb of Chicago. I lived in Illinois until I was about three and a half, four, almost. I was basically four. And then after that, I moved up to Wisconsin and I have lived in Wisconsin since I was four years old. Right. So of course I grew up around Brewers fans, but I was still a White Sox fan, you know, by that's what I was, I was raised to be a White Sox fan. <laughs> so, uh, I got, I, w- I would watch both Sox games and Brewers games. I get it. Yeah. You know, so I, the, the, the short answer to your question is I, I, I don't consider myself a fan of the Brewers, but I will support the Brewers, seeing that I live within walking distance of, 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 of AmFam Field, or, you know, just down the block here uh, to my east. I mean, I'll support the Brewers. I, I have no issue doing that. I, they're not even in my, they're not even in, in our, you know, in our division or in our, you know, and they're not, they're in the NL. We're in the AL. I have nothing against the Brewers. I, I wish them all the best. And there's a lot of players that they have, you know, Christian Yelich, uh, Luis Urias, 
you know, uh, Brandon Woodruff and oh god, who's their who's their amazing pitcher right now? Uh, Corbin Burns. Cor- Corbin Burns. I mean, they have a they have an amazing lineup. Over you know, they're doing a, they're doing special things up here in Milwaukee, and I I continue to full heartedly believe that if the Brewers can keep the you know keep it going, they they can get it. You know, they can get a chip. They can get into the World Series, and I think I personally still think that it should be the White Sox and the Brewers. That would be a fantastic World Series. Um, two small market, you know, smaller market teams going at it. I mean, Rob Manfred would be punching air for weeks, but it, it would be it would be a cool thing to see, you know. It would be Brewers' first time uh, winning a World Series if they were to win. And, you know, the Chicago White Sox, who have, who have gone through a rebuild and, and have, you know, we got Tony La Russa and there's this young core, uh, haven't won a series since 05. I mean, it, it would be great. Yeah, that I knew you were. I knew you were about that that matchup. Yes. Um, even though it would be painful as a Cubs fan, I, I I could I could I could put aside that that uh, Cubs lens and look at it for what that would be in terms right. of a matchup. Yeah. I was looking at the standings earlier, and it's yeah, the the Brewers are they might be in the running for home vote advantage as well. I've been looking at the giants all season thinking, where did that come from? And that team right. is not going away. And yeah, the brewers, uh, it's, it's a stacked playoff or a stacked, uh, field of like really good teams in the national league or the American league for that matter. Um, so it should be a really fun rest of the, of the way. I believe Christian Yelich yesterday, I think hit two grand slams or two home runs. I know one of them was for sure a grand slam. I don't know if the other one was. I think it might have just been a home run. But, yeah, there was definitely a grand slam by Yelich yesterday. Uh, and, I mean, it was just – it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, I again, I have no I have no animosity towards the Brewers. I really don't. I, even with the Bucks, I mean, I know obviously this is a little bit more of a stretch now with basketball. But, you know, I was rooting for the Bucks in the, in the, in the finals. I wanted them to win. Um, you know, got to see the city get all, you know, celebratory and whatnot. So, um, still a Bulls fan, you know. I I will never leave my Bulls fandom. Michael Jordan, uh, you know Zach Levine now, and all the you know uh, Lonzo Ball. I think yeah, it's Lonzo who we got. Yep. So I obviously want the Bulls to win a, a, a ring too now, but we'll we'll just have to keep waiting on that and see when that can come. <laughs> we'll, we'll end on the Bears real fast because uh, you mentioned it earlier too, and I was gonna say so. Uh, you were, you were at the, were you at the game yesterday? I know you were at the game last week, right? Uh, I was not at the game yesterday. I was at Soldier Field last Saturday for the first one against the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think you, you probably lucked out by not being at the game yesterday. I know it's preseason, so whatever, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Mitch had his Super Bowl. That was Mitch's Super Bowl. It was like a perfect storm. You know, Mitch was going to be ready. It's yeah. preseason. So are you ready for, uh, you're ready for fields to get out there sooner than later though, right? I okay. This this has been a stirring controversy on Twitter for the past twenty four hours now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just and and I'm 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 actually curious because I was actually going to bring this up at my podcast <laughs> uh, tomorrow night as well. But here here here's the thing. Justin Fields has to get experience if he wants to be if he wants to be a starting quarterback this season. He needs to get experience in the preseason. That's how I see it now. There's people and there's critics who say, well, the Bears aren't going to make it anywhere anyway this year, so there's no point in, in, in you know, having them go out there playing all these reps and, and, and whatnot. I, I believe that mentally he can be a starter 
Physically, I think he can be a starter too, right? I just don't know what the, the level of what level of risk Matt Nagy is willing to take at this point with starting him. You know what? God forbid. What if he gets injured out there or something? You know what? What what does that mean for the Bears? But right now in preseason, if he's just out there playing, you know, like he plays a quarter. I think yesterday he played only in the second half, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think that's fine, but we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't know. Justin Fields, as much as I <laughs> – he also – you know, the, the other thing is is that he needs to play with the starting receivers too, with our, the rest of the starters. I mean, he, yeah. he can't just be the only one out there. Uh, once he gets, you know, Allen Robinson out there, Darnell Mooney – uh, Cole Komet and you know uh, all the guys, Jimmy Graham. I think we'll actually see him thrive a lot more, um, but that needs to happen. Obviously, it's going to happen in the regular season, not right now. Yeah, yeah. The thing about like, I get the people that are like, yeah, if he gets hurt, yeah, you don't want that to happen. But it's also like, well, if Andy Dalton gets hurt, <laughs> you know who's coming in anyway with exactly. the same situation exactly. around him. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually called into um, I listened to a lot of ESPN 1000 and I called into one of their shows today and I was talking and I was like, you know, it's a perfect storm yesterday with Trubisky being back. And uh, yeah, of course, it was a bad game scoreboard wise. It's only preseason, right. but it's like, oh, they got blown out. And I was saying, I think that, you know, this magnifies everything for Matt Nagy. You won't have Trubisky to essentially blame anymore. And if the offense still struggles or, you know, maybe they do go to fields at some point, can he essentially mask the, uh, the quote, uh, what is he, the offensive guru or offensive genius? Right, so, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, no matter what, Nagy better hope that his offense can figure it out. I think he has a better chance. So I, I do feel like he has a better chance of that happening with fields, but, I mean, I know Dalton is a pro. He's not Mitch. I think that Dalton can be average, but you know, time will tell yeah, on that. Yeah, he. You know, I. I'm again. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you guys and whoever's listening. I. I did not watch the entire game yesterday. I didn't because I was like, all right, obviously we're going to lose. I've seen enough. I'm over it. <laughs> Andy Dalton did not impress me yesterday. I know there was a lot of three and outs. I mean, especially in that first half, in the first quarter. Again, that is that because the starters aren't out, aren't out there? I they could be, you know, maybe just Andy Dalton was like, you know what, screw it, whatever. But uh, I I was not impressed last week. Um, I was not. I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed on uh, last Saturday for the Dolphins game either. I wasn't. I didn't really see anything that was like, ooh, like this is a. This is our starting quarterback that's going to be playing this season. Oh, look at him, you know, fling the ball across the, you know, like I, I just wasn't seeing it. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe during the regular season again, once the starting lineup is out there, maybe Andy Dalton will flourish. We don't know that yet, though. No, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not expecting much out of Dalton at, at all. No. I would say start fields, honestly. But, you know, I know, I know like Dalton is. Yeah, he is experienced and he's not Mitch and not mm-hmm. to keep going on Mitch, but you know, it's right. just, I know like Dalton was not great last year in Dallas and I know they were all injured. He had his injuries and whatnot, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think they're going to go to field sooner than later, probably like, what, week four against Detroit. But anyway, we'll find out. But are you excited for Bears season, though? I am. And actually, I'm going to be going to a regular season game on Halloween night against the 49ers, I believe. I am uh, I am going to be making an appearance in hopefully a Kermit the Frog costume. We will see. I have to find one still. But I, if you see a, if you see a giant frog running around the south lot, that's probably me. Uh, <laughs> I will do my best to be on my best behavior. I can't promise anything, but we'll be out there. We'll be out there tailgating for sure. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. That, 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 that's actually the uh, day after my birthday. So, uh, Oh, there you go. <laughs> this is really awesome to finally connect and chat. We'll have to do this again soon for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I before we leave, I, you know, shameless plug, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was going to tell you for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, well, First and foremost, thank you for you know, for inviting me on again. I only my second uh, podcast appearance. Actually, I, don't, I really don't do these uh, for people. So consider consider yourself uh, special. <laughs> no. Um, but no, you know, thank you, and I appreciate all the support that you've given you know me and uh, you know my podcast. Obviously, I know you've retweeted some of our stuff and some of the content that some of our other guys put out there as well. I know we have a Bears pod, you know, baseball pod, so all out there. But yeah, you know, just if, for those who are going to listen to this or who are listening, uh, you know, shoot shoot us a follow, you know, at uh, Lounge Room Net for our Lounge Room Network page on Twitter. And of course, I'm at, you know, Lounge Room Prez 1 on Twitter as well. So um, we all appreciate the support. And, you know, thanks a lot, Will, again, for the opportunity. And I definitely look forward to coming back to talk uh, Chicago sports with you uh, once the regular season football starts and hopefully playoff yeah. baseball. So <laughs> definitely, well, we'll have to do like uh, whether it's playoff baseball, football, whatever. Definitely have to do that pretty soon. Uh, Absolutely, definitely happy to do that again. So yeah, I really appreciate it again. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it, dude. I really do. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and lift